time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome everybody. So good to have you with us. Another Monday, October 26th. Boy, countdown. Really close to the election. What's going to happen? Something that was really exciting to happen last week was the MBA convention. We're going to be talking about that in the hot topic. We've got Dawn with us. So excited to have Dawn. She is just one of my favorite people at the NBA. So cheerful, always so upbeat. And we're going to be talking about that in the hot topic segment. So you're going to want to be staying tuned all the way to the end of the podcast or the second half of the podcast during the hot topic segment. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to any time and anywhere. Don Williams, again, will be our guest. She's Associate Vice President, Conference Program Development at the NBA. Just wrapped up our annual convention, first ever virtual conference. And we're going to be talking about what went well, what really worked, and yeah, some things that we may have learned to be a little bit better the next time. I think it's something we're going to be getting used to, as we'll probably have a few more virtuals. And then what's going to happen beyond that is virtual going to mix with reality. Ah, it could be fun. So we're going to be talking about that. Also want to say thank you to the Industry Syndicate. We're pleased to be a part of their program. And so you can check out all the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com and also mortgagemedia.com. Say a special thank you to our sponsors. Heading right off with the MBA, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Be sure to sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance app. Having your voice heard in Washington, D.C. has never been easier when you use the Mortgage Action Alliance app. The MAW app, as we refer to it here. And very exciting, very powerful. And you do not have to be a member to use that. Also, Finaster, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution automatically addresses compliance issues and really helps the whole borrower satisfaction experience. Everyone's really working on borrower satisfaction. How can we make that easy? They've got some powerful tools. So check out Finaster.com. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. We're members of both of these co-ops. They create competitive advantages for both lenders and vendor members, as well as the Community Mortgage Lenders Association of America. Great to have them here with us, as well as Indicom. They do a great job of supporting the mortgage life cycle. Every step along the way is where they have some solutions. Also, Incelerate is a company that offers lenders a better engaging experience with your borrowers. It's all about engagement. What are you doing? Check out the innovation that's going on over at Incelerate at Incelerate.com, as well as Ainsworth Advisors. More and more people are realizing that you need an advisory team, especially as you deal with that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Jenny Mae. If you've not applied for one and for either of those approvals, or if you have one, it's going to be really helpful in your approval or maintaining approval if you have a board of advisors. So check out AinsworthAdvisors.com as well as AI Assist. Great tool for helping you engage borrowers and the marketing phase using artificial intelligence. Also, Celebrity Home Loans doing a great job of growing their business through mergers and acquisitions as well as Innobient. You got to check out what Ted Kramer and the team have done over at Innobient. Go to I-N-O-V-I-E-N-T.com Check out their the itemizer and the programs that they have available to help you in your pricing. Some of the largest mortgage companies in the nation use Innovian. It's so affordable. Why aren't you? Check it out. As well as Knowledge Coop 
and Mobility RE. These two companies access databases that allow you to recruit with intelligence what's going on with the various loan officers. Wouldn't it be nice to know what people are actually doing and with whom they're doing it? In other words, you could look into both the sales, closings, as well as the realtors they're doing business with these two apps, Mobility, RE, and Modex. It's so good to have all of our sponsors. Check them out on our website. And we're now moving into the Hot Topics segment. And if you're listening live, just stay right here. We're going to get right into it. But if you're listening on a downloaded basis, just click on in to the next podcast, and it'll be there for you. Folks, I'm excited to get started with today's hot topic. We've got Don Williams, who serves as the Associate Vice President of Conference Program Development at the MBA. And we're here to discuss the MBA Annual 2020. What an amazing conference. And I really didn't realize this as I was going over her bio, but she has got extensive background in preparing this. She had her own business for 15 years as a freelance marketing and events consultant. And earlier in her career, she worked on the telemarketing channel with Time Life's uh, subscription books. She's earned, and this is important, an accredited mortgage professional designation 2014. Dawn, so good to have you back. I appreciate you. Miss seeing you, though. I know. It's great to be here and hear your voice, and I wish we were doing this over a cup of coffee, but hopefully sometime soon, right? Hopefully soon. But you did a great job of making the conference seem like we were together for a cup of coffee. I'm looking at this main screen. I'm logged in and looking at it. I love how when you enter the website, it just made you feel like you're walking into the conference. So whoever designed that, kudos to them. And I'm sure you worked tirelessly on that. So I want to talk about the conference. I want to talk about all that went into it. And there's some notable things that people that did register have access to all the content. And I believe you said through November 30th, through the platform. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Anyone who is registered for the convention has access to all the video-on-demand uh, products through November 30th. And so if you logged in today and you went to the various areas where you can pull that content, you'd see that right now there are 56 different items available to view. So 56 different sessions and different video content, both entertaining and the critical industry mm-hmm. information as well. Yeah, it's a great commentary. And that's one aspect about this conference that, in my mind, made it more successful than the in-person ones. Now, granted, there was a lot of things that we missed about the in-person conferences, but one of the ones is the fact that we do get to go back and listen to content that we may have missed because of scheduling and that's not something that, to the best of my knowledge, is available when we have our live conferences, or at least it hasn't been. That's right. That's right. And, and we do get a lot of feedback that's really important to people. Everybody's so busy right now that um, having this content available whenever you want it, wherever you want it, was really a key driver to how it was designed. And you will have seen that in some of the events that we did running up to the annual convention and certainly in any that moves forward. It's also great for people who, for some of the other conferences, who need credit, either CLE or CPE credit, because it really gives them the opportunity to take advantage of getting more of the credit hours in. So that's helpful. And it's helpful. Well, what's some of the feedback you have received at the MBA on the conference for those that did attend? I tell you, it's really gratifying. We're, first of all, just tremendously grateful to members that have turned to us during this time for content and also for industry engagement. So it's really a privilege to have been able to work on this and to bring it to the industry. And then to get the great positive feedback that we're getting is certainly gratifying. So 
people seem to really enjoy the virtual event experience. They, similar to what you said, they seem to like the fact that you could log into this site and see things that you were familiar with. It felt like an MBA conference. And people love the main stage event. The production quality was really high. We have some great partners that we work with that just applied their talents here very nicely. So that's what people seem to enjoy a lot. Yeah. Talk about some of the partners on this. Is that uh, C-O-N-E-X, the one that's responsible for the overall technology that you use? Got to give them a shout out. Um, it's, it's a combination. We really were able to rely on long-standing partnerships that we have in order to bring all this together. And our platform is really a custom platform. You will see that part of it is run on the Six Connects platform, but the whole creative process and putting the whole thing together was really work that we did with our producers who've worked with us for many years on our live events. So they were able to take all of their creative prowess and really put it into place in this virtual experience. What successes did you realize that came out of this that maybe vendors enjoyed that we might see in future conferences moving forward? Sure. As I mentioned, we did six I'll say smaller events running up to the annual convention and listen to feedback at each stage of the game. What is it as a member or as a member of the industry that you need from MBA? What are you looking for? And what's the best way for us to provide that to you? Early on, there were certain things that maybe we could accomplish for members through a phone call or through a webinar. But what we do know that in the conference or convention experience, people really want to engage with each other. They want to connect They want to find out what's going on out there in the marketplace from some of the biggest players in the industry and some of the big name speakers that it's hard to get Secretary Carson or Director Calabria on the phone with you, but they will come and speak at a conference. So certainly um, delighted to, to provide that, but also the meat and potatoes, the breakout sessions. People need to get that kind of specific info and the ability to have the Q and A with speakers is something that's highly valued. In this scenario with annual convention, It was really time to be able to have an expo hall again. And so we had 35 different exhibitors that had booths that had the opportunity for you to visit the booth, to connect with them through chat, find out what their latest products are, find out what solutions they may have to some of the challenges that you may be facing as a lender now. So that, coupled with the ability to connect one-on-one with attendees, just by clicking on the attendee button, you could look through other people that were on the platform at the time and connect with them and set up a time for meeting offline or have a text chat right there. So increasing that ability for engagement is something that we will continue to look for. I was texting and connecting through the app with a number of uh, attendees. And it was really fun. And we got into a couple of things and people were going, "Uh, is this? And so we were wondering, can we do this? Is it going to be seen? How secure is that? that chat feature uh, in there. I wanted to ask that because um, I think there was uh, absent of any knowledge or anything published about that. No, you can go ahead and chat away just as if it was a secure platform. No one has access to it. Talk about the chat feature there. That's true. Yeah. And that's actually, that's an excellent question, Dave. I'm glad you asked that. Yes, that's right. That was absolutely an entirely private chat between you and, and whomever you may have chosen to chat with. We weren't retaining that information. We're not using that information. People who chose or chose not to connect with someone, it was you know, purely their choice, but just something that we made available so people could use it if they wanted to. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I think the only thing I would say is don't worry, you can go at it just as if you were sequestered away off into a corner. You can have a confidential conversation of the information be there. Several of us paused as we were getting into some more of the confidential parts of the discussion 
And I thought that might have been a good deal. Their pop up. Hey, don't worry. Go for it. It's all private. Everything you're saying. Alice, let's get you into the convention and to asking questions you intended and love to get your thoughts. And then we'll come to you, Alan. Yes, I loved it. For me, what I found was I was having to relate to prior emotions and experience from having attended it live. And there was this sense of, oh, I'm missing walking the halls. I'm missing all the people that I would have normally run mm-hmm. into. And But this really, as far as trying to fill that void, I think it did an excellent job. And I wondered how people who attended this for the first time, that they hadn't been to an actual MBA annual before, and this was their first experience. I'd really love to hear what their thoughts were. But the, the platform was great. Love the speakers. Andrew Young was amazing. And I'm so happy I get to go back and listen to some of the ones I missed. But I'm curious. A lot of companies who listen to the show are planning a big event. They're trying to figure out how to do this. Do you have any good lessons learned for all of us who are also trying to figure (laughs) out how to get hundreds and if not thousands of people on effective events? There are definitely many services out there that you can hire. But beyond that, what are some Mm -hmm. of the tips and tricks you'd share with us? Yeah, I I actually think that relying on some of those long-time relationships is so important because, like you said, there are so many different opportunities and directions that you could go. But if you're really working with a team that you know is going to be committed to delivering the quality product that you want, that is just number one. So like I said, working with our producers and even folks that we've worked with in the past on arranging some of our special speakers, like you said, presidential historian John Meacham, Ambassador Andrew Young, our Empower session with Ambassador Capricia Marshall, and really utilizing those past relationships to just think differently was key. Also keeping the sessions shorter, which speakers never like to hear because everyone has so much important information to share, but keeping them short and keeping keeping them open to Q&A proves to be really important. We find people really appreciate that opportunity for sure. And also just know that something's going to happen. You, you can plan all day long. You can have five <laughs> rehearsals and somebody's going to lose their Wi-Fi. If some yeah. dog is going to bark, it's just the way it is. And just move forward and everyone's forgiving. I think we're we all getting used that. to that. And if someone's kid runs yeah. in the room, you know what? Let them get on your lap and be in front of the camera. And that's okay. Yeah. We're all way that's right. <laughs> We love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think those things. Yeah. So from a technical standpoint, would you be a fan of more pre-recorded sessions? Or like you just mentioned the live, which is really the way to get the Q&A. Were those the most successful, it sounds like? Yeah, we've done a combination. Obviously, the pre-recorded gives you peace of mind because you know that nobody's lost their Wi-Fi, or if they do, you can do it over again. So sometimes we'll even do a hybrid. We may pre-record a session and then have the speakers come back for live Q&A. We've done that several times, which is nice. If it's an event where you're not going to be able to take live Q&A, either the speaker isn't able to do that or it's a speaker that just isn't a piece of the programming, then I would absolutely pre-record it for sure. But there's nothing like having that live interaction. And like you say, we enjoy seeing people's cats and dogs and children now. So let's go for it. That is so true. As a wannabe grandpa, my youngest just got married. We're not trying to put pressure on him, but man, we're looking forward to that. Great. Okay, so when they pull up on the lap, <laughs> it just pulls on my grandpa jeans here. The, the wannabes out there. Alan, let's get over to you. And I know technology is such a big part of our discussions always. Any questions for Don? Yeah. Thanks for being here. My question is, one of the big things from a technology point of view about MBA Annual is 
the ability to have so many meetings with so many potential lenders and even other vendor partners, right? A lot of conferences throughout the year sometimes can be very vendor heavy. This is one of those mm-hmm. conferences where it is a complete mixture of everybody. And so money as a vendor that you spend to participate in MBA mm-hmm. annual is always worth its weight in gold. And do you feel, what was the sentiment is what I'm asking on technology showcases and being able for people to truly have that, like Alice said, walk down the hallway and bump into people and say, hey, I got five minutes, I can meet you at that meeting area. That probably still could exist, but what's your feeling about how technology interacted with the overall MBA annual plan this year? Yeah, that's a great question. The feedback, of course, is still coming in. We did send out surveys and, and I took a, you know, a look this morning at the, the current status of some of that feedback. And I'm really happy to hear that for the most part, we're hearing that people who had exhibit booths were very happy with the turnout that they had or understanding of the fact that it felt different. But I will say one thing that we tried to do, and I hope that this was was helpful for people, we did move our technology showcase that we normally would have had at our Tech Solutions Conference, and we put it on the main stage of annual convention. So that was a moderated discussion facilitated by Julian Hebron of the Basis Point, and he told a story of the convergence of the origination and servicing platforms, especially as a result of what we've endured recently. And then we also put throughout the convention a number of tech demos on the hub stage so that people could be encouraged to go see what some of these tech companies and other vendors might be doing. We hope that got uh, people into that area of the platform and, and gave them a reason to play around in that section and visit some of the other booths. From what I'm hearing so far, it sounds like it did. But like you said, there's nothing like meeting up in the hallway and running into someone. So we will, moving forward, if we need to continue doing this for a bit longer, we'll certainly work on that and love anybody's feedback on ways to make that even more successful. Yeah, it's a great feedback. And by the way, Julian does a great job. And I think having a sort of a train conductor to help direct people and to create exposure, that's probably a good way for that. Hey, don't forget, you've got this going on here. You've got this and let's talk to these people. I think those are ways. And I think we're all appreciative of the environment at this point, And I don't think it's weird anymore. So thanks for that feedback. Right. One question from one of our listeners is, are you able to monitor traffic? When you go to the live events, you obviously just feel the herd effect going on. Is there any of that with what you have set up the technology you use? Yes. Now, again, we don't want to be big brotherish, so we're not monitoring. I mean, I, I'm not going to be able to go back and look at a report and know where David Lickin spent all of his time in the convention, which is good. But I will know how many people were in a certain session or in a certain booth, how many people interacted with each other or with our exhibitors or with our speakers. Yes. Okay, good. So now we have facial recognition out there. So when you're walking the streets of New York, when we ever get back to doing that, we, we know that exists, whether you're in LA or wherever you're at. So that's a pretty big ra- <laughs> that's a new reality that's out there. But that's one interesting question. And then also related to the vendors, are you finding that certain vendors prepared in a certain way that gave them a greater experience than others? Any feedback? That's another question came in, I suspect, from a vendor. Yeah, that's a great question. I would encourage anyone participating in, you know, one of our events or any other virtual event, definitely to reach out to their own network in advance, reminding Mm -hmm. them to come, to participate, to register, do your viral marketing, get the word out on your own. Certainly with MBA, we have a very robust marketing team and from the number of emails that you get from us that we reach out to you a lot. But that is 
big. And then certainly sending out your own invitations if you're a vendor, sending out your own invitations for people to come to your booth or doing a giveaway. A lot of people had prizes for people that came by their booth. All those kinds of things that sound so basic really help and really work. It just makes it a little bit more fun for everyone. Yeah, I think actually the giveaways were more effective at drawing people into the virtual booth than they were probably at the in-person conferences. Yeah, because you're standing there. I think when they advertise that out, there's some great stuff there. How did the MBA decide on his approach to this virtual experience? Any lessons, anything that we learned from your approach? We certainly, our CEO, Bob Brooksmith, and the the board was on it right away, trying to determine what our next step should be. And a lot of these decisions started being made back in the winter and early spring when many of us were on the road together traveling at other conferences before they had to be canceled. And I'd say our COO, Marsha Davies, our vice president of meetings and conferences, Elaine Howard, they really made sure that we stayed focused, certainly under the direction of Bob and the board, on members first. So what do the members need? What are their travel policies? And then just let us get creative and bring those solutions to you. I think you did a great job. I'm even looking at the website and the little subtle things that you put in there. You saw the, the Chicago skyline in the background, which made it feel like we're in Chicago. So just the, even the subtlest details out there, I thought were just excellent. And you did an outstanding job. Let's talk about what's coming up, Dawn. What is uh, the upcoming NBA uh, conferences calendar look like and when are we going to be able to meet in person? And when we do, is there going to be a virtual component to that moving forward? Great. All great questions. Some I wish I knew the answer to. I'm going to tell you what I know so far. Right now, we are in the midst of preparing for the November 9 and 10 Regulatory Compliance Conference. So that will be taking place right after the election. That is one that is fully virtual, normally held in Washington will be fully virtual this year. We do offer CLE credits for attorneys at that one. We also offer credits for certified mortgage compliance professionals. So if they register for the conference, they can attend the CMP sessions and then get credit for all of level one, which is really a great deal. That's coming up November 9 and 10. Accounting and financial management will be November 9th and 10th. That's a terrific one for accountants and financial managers to attend and also to get CPE credit that they may need for their professional education as well. So in the coming weeks, we'll make decisions on what's happening in the winter and the spring session. We have the IMB conference scheduled for Austin in January and the Solutions Conference, yeah, planned for Dallas in February. We'd, we'd all love to be there. Uh, We need to um, continue our outreach to find out from members what their travel policies will allow. And from that, and also check with the host city and uh, determine what's happening. And and from that, we'll be able to determine whether it will be in person, whether it will be fully virtual, or whether they will be a hybrid. But we had live streamed sessions before this started. So I can certainly see the hybrid uh, becoming an even bigger part of our reality moving forward. I think it might be, I think for everybody, there's a hybrid that's right. coming in every aspect of what we're doing in the business and not just only our industry, but other industries. Don, thank you so much for taking time to join us. Concudos again to you and the entire MBA team. Again, I told all my clients, register. Even if you can't be there, you've got the ability to download and look at this. And so I think that's one of the major advantages of these virtuals. And hopefully we'll still have that in a hybrid. So kudos. I really appreciate you being here today. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Thank you.
You bet. We've had as our guest Don Williams, who's responsible for pretty much putting together the whole conference, led it. Obviously, a lot of input from the entire MBA board, but did an outstanding job. And folks, for, remember, you can continue to listen to and watch the content through November 30th. Be sure you do that. It's really good stuff. You can't download it. You can listen to it and you can share it and you can share it with others that attended. If you're trying to share it with someone who did not register, they will not be able to watch it. There you go. Great conference. Appreciate you being here. Working on an interviews on Joe Tyrell. Got to have him here hopefully next week and sharing with some of the things that Ellie Mae is inside of and part of ICE. We're very excited about what is the future there. So anyway, a special thank you goes out to Finastra, CMLA, the MBA, Indicom, Incelerate, and Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility, RE, Modex, and all of our sponsors. Thank you so much for being here this week. And folks, have a great week. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.